It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 26. My name is Anthony Lewis. And I'm Aaron De La Osa. Thanks for checking us out on cinemageekly.com, Facebook, Twitter, Google+. Uh, it's been a while since we've gotten at least uh, one of our traditional trio in here. <laughs> for Aaron, this is the first time in 2013. Yep. Um, yes, I had, it is. I had uh, Andrew List was on the the last podcast, the one we did in uh, back on January 11th, almost a month ago. Or is it a month ago? It might. It's close to a month ago. Um, and we got to talk about some things, but not not nearly in depth on on. I think what we would probably normally go off about. I think the, I, I guess the largest news, obviously, is the whole J.J. Abrams directing Star Wars, well, directing Star Wars Episode Seven. Let's get that straight. I don't think there's any rumors that he's going to direct more than that at the moment so as far as i know it's just episode seven but what were your uh what were your initial feelings upon hearing that news they could have done a lot worse <laughs> oh yeah i mean they could have done much i mean you know this guy obviously i mean you know he's wow he's got a big task ahead of him uh you know bringing episode seven but i mean you know if there's anybody who i have faith in you know after hearing his name come up for it yeah it's him I really thought he would definitely be out of the running, just given what he's done with Star Trek. You know, I'm sure there's a few, uh, mm-hmm. few truckers. <laughs> a few, <laughs> like, yeah. Like burning him in effigy right now. Just like you know, you're leaving us. Yeah, there's, um, there's, yeah. I guess a lot of people said they get this. They said, they said they get this feeling like an air of JJ leaving a sinking ship type thing. Which, wow. I, which I think is a ridiculous to say. Absolutely. Because the last movie, while not Avatar, did, you know, close to 400 million bucks, which is not a sinking ship. No. And not to mention that, you know, everything we've seen and, and we now know uh, from the new one coming out just looks like it's going to be even better than the first one. Yeah, agreed. Um, I mean, we'll and, get... and, JJ, and JJ's even said that he's going to stick around and, and direct the third one before he even focuses fully on Star Wars. So, I mean, you know. Right. Well, he's... From what I gather, he's at the very least contracted or contract contracted to uh, produce the right. third movie at the very least. So he's, it's not like he's he's disappearing. I guess they're they they have a target date for episode what is it seven? It would be twenty fifteen. Yeah, they're saying twenty fifteen for episode seven. Yeah. Um. You know, and a lot of people there's there's been a lot of weird conversation. Obviously, you get all the conversation you would expect about. A movie uh, the caliber of a of a new Star Wars with J.J. Abrams' name attached to it. There's obviously been a lot of a lot of talk and opinion about this movie. I, I think what people are maybe overlooking here is if you thought Star Trek, there was a lot of pressure on him to <laughs> to deliver on Star Trek. I mean, and this is nothing against Star Trek. This is really not like a Star Wars versus Star Trek thing. There's just more pressure on him because of the prequel trilogy. Absolutely. Technically, this is a sequel to Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. but in reality, it's really a sequel to Revenge of the Revenge of the Sith because that was the last <clears throat> movie that came out. Casual moviegoers are going to think of what they saw last. Yeah, Which, they're gonna think how George Lucas really screwed up his own uh, his own franchise, <laughs> right? I mean, so you've got you've got to come in. You're coming in with 
with those movies in people's minds and you've got to come in with obviously there's all of the the hopes and dreams of of Star Wars fans also and JJ himself has said that you know Star Wars was more his thing than than Star Trek right so you've got you know he's no pressure JJ Abrams <laughs> but there's quite a bit of pressure I think <clears throat> yeah. uh, what's the have you heard uh, any of the rumors about casting for for this movie yet because there's obviously a lot of stuff going around but i'm wondering if there's anything that's actually sticking uh the latest i've heard is that uh you know all all the principles like if they're gonna pick up where you know the the books quote unquote for seven eight and nine Mm -hmm. uh take off it's like you know luke is you know in his 50s and he opened a new jedi temple on a planet and he's training new jedis blah 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 uh, Han and Leia have a few kids. Leia's running the Force and all that. Uh, so that's one route they can go. But from what they've said is that J.J. Uh, Abrams has kind of indicated that he'd like the seventh movie to be based around a female protagonist. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not too familiar with the, with how the books go. So, I mean, it, maybe it could be like, you know, maybe Luke has a daughter. Han and Leia have a daughter. I mean, you know, something like that. I mean, you know, and that's about the extent of I heard. But I do know that they are going to release uh, two other projects uh, – I, I think right around, maybe right before and a little bit after. Uh, I'm not too sure about the dates. Uh, they're going to do solo projects uh, for Yoda, uh, Boba Fett, and uh, a young Han Solo. These, this is what I've heard. Yeah. If I if I were Star Wars fans, I would actually, if you're going to be concerned about anything, I would maybe be concerned that they may oversaturate a little too much. Like here's here's a bunch of movies all at right. once, and people might be like uh, a little sick of it. Uh, but it, I don't know. Right. It, it, it it just depends, I suppose. Uh, I I've heard the 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 last rumor I heard was a a villain casting rumor that J.J. Abrams wanted John Noble from Fringe and Lord oh, of the Rings yeah. fame. Um, he's <clears throat> amazing on Fringe. I would uh, yeah. I would be I would be pumped if he was that, that dude's voice. It just has you know mm-hmm. Sith written all over it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'd be psyched. Yeah, the uh, yeah, <laughs> Star Trek community. I don't know. I they feel a little betrayed. Obviously, he was asked. JJ was asked before if he was interested, and I guess what happened was he said that he was, you know, dedicated to the the Trek franchise at the, you know for the time being or whatever. But apparently. The story goes. Steven Spielberg talked him, you know, talked him into doing it, and there was a few other people who had their, you know, their their hands in the cookie jar, so to speak, trying to get J.J. Abrams interested in, in actually doing it. So I, I don't think it's like a a lot of people seem to have, oh my God, he lied to us type thing. Right. And <laughs> I don't I don't think that's the case at all. It's yeah, it just it just sounds like. He may not have had interest, no. and then they talked to him. And, and, and to be honest, I mean, any director they offered this to, yeah, it, you know, no guys to be like, oh yeah, I'm not going to direct that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell? What the hell do they expect? Um, yeah, I'm. I don't know. <laughs> Star Trek fans can be so infuriating sometimes. Um, <clears throat> I know I'm one of them. So, but it, I, I, I guess the the thing is, I guess they're more upset that. You know, oh, we're so pumped! Here comes our new Star Trek movie, and then here comes Star Wars sweeping in to steal the thunder of 
the Star Trek. Now, no one's going to think about Star Trek anymore, and it's always going to get the second fucking class treatment that it always right. usually gets. And Yeah, like like Chris Pine and Zachary Kinto are going to be at a Star Trek convention a year and a half from now, and <laughs> that, that'll be all they do from now on. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> has to has to do sign, uh, you know, right. on stage shit with uh, William Shatner. Speaking <laughs> of which, you you saw the Shat recently, did the, you not? Yeah, Shatner's world. Yeah, he uh, he's he's doing a a tour, uh, you know, where he, he just basically like you know he tells you his life story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mixes in some video clips. He he dances around. He sings. He tells jokes. I mean, you know, it's. You know, he really kind of covers his life. He talks about, you know, coming home and finding one of his, you know, his wife dead. I mean, the dude covers like an entire gambit of, you know, really his entire life. Uh, growing up in Canada, you know, uh, doing vaudeville, auditioning, you know, different weird shit that's happened to him. He, he started off the show with, with a little bit about uh, how, <laughs> how some of his old Star Trek uh, cast members hate him. Like, yeah. that's how he starts off. So, I mean, it, it was something else. And, like, really, like, it was really weird to hear. Captain Kirk swear. I mean, that, to hear the word "fuck" come out of his mouth was—I can imagine. Oh my god, it, it was—it was like being punched in the face with like an angel's tit. I mean, it was just like <laughs> there's so many emotions going through my head. I was like, oh my god, I don't know how to feel about this. And th- then he said it a couple more times. He's, you know, he, he was swearing a little bit here and there, and I was like, wow, this this is something else. <laughs> that's, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, uh, the end of the show. Uh, if you got if you sat in the special section or whatever it is, you got to meet him. Mm-hmm. Man, is he orange? Really? Like he spray- is very orange. Like yeah, pan? like like literally, like you know, he must have went right from the stage to his dressing room, slapped on a leather jacket, and just self tanned it up before he started taking pictures. He's- so uh, I I I got I got to put that picture up. I leaned in to take the picture with him, my wife and I did, and I couldn't help it. Like I'm just staring right at the top of his head. Yeah, like like trying to figure out like you know like the plug work and all that, and I was looking at it, I was like, God damn, that's a lot of good plug work there. So you know he uh, it, it was such a, a cattle call of like a of a meet and greet. You know, what I mean? like you basically walk up to him, they hand him a post-it note with your name on it. Yeah, he signs the poster, maybe smiles at you, says, "Hey, you take a picture and you're out." I mean, you're like six seconds with the chat, and then you're you're right out the door there. He's a busy man. Yeah. Um. Let's, but it was good. I mean, you know, if they're still, you know, if you, I think he's still turning off for like another month or so. So anybody uh, who gets a chance to see it, you know, definitely worth the price uh, of admission. There It was pretty good. Speaking of the uh, the Star Trek movie, Star Trek Into Darkness, uh, which by the way, excellent tie-in with the Super Bowl that they did. That's fucking fantastic. Uh, how they got oh, the right. how they got the power to go out and whatnot. Yuck yuck! I saw that all over the place. Well, I, uh, I saw a, a tweet. From uh, Mark Webb, the guy directing the new Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Since Electro is going to be the supervillain, <laughs> yeah, he made an Electro joke. He's like, "It's only getting started," and I was like, "Okay, that now that's a little clever." That's like, awesome. That yeah, Jamie Fox. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to go out on a. I don't want to go on too far of a limb here because just because this particular team, uh, creative team behind the new Star Trek movie, does have <laughs> a bit of a penchant for really throwing in a, a twist at the last minute. So I don't want to go out on too far of a limb, but I think it's pretty safe to say that you will hear and or see Khan in the Star Trek movie if Benedict Cumberbatch is somehow actually not playing Khan. It's in there somewhere, somehow. I, I, it's 
it's got to be ninety nine point nine percent. I I just think that the, the the Gary Mitchell character is just that that that's way too just yeah that it, it's just way too obscure. Like even for you know like someone who really knows like the lore to just bring that out nowhere. It's like oh he he and Kirk were buddies. I mean you could almost just meld the two characters together. And right. still call them cons since it's their twist on the new new universe. But I mean, all the teasing they've done in the trailers, where you see the iconic thing like the hands touching on glass, like the reactor kind of deal. It's like, damn. It's like you know, are they gonna you know, are they gonna kill Spock? Like you know, what the hell's gonna go on? Right. Uh, the Super Bowl ad kind of really, uh, kind of really sent that message home. I mean, uh, there's a line where Kirk says, "Who the hell are you?" Which he wouldn't say to Gary Mitchell, who he knows. Yeah. And uh, then there's the. Cumberbatch has the back and Absolutely. forth of I'm better. Kirk says it what? And he says everything, which is a fucking con thing yeah. to say. He's genetically superior than yeah. everybody. He, he's a goddamn genetic superhuman. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's so many yeah. hints have been dropped. Part of me, part of me is thinking they've dropped so many hints at this point without saying the name that it is still entirely possible that Khan is in the movie, but Cumberbatch isn't playing him. Uh, but at the same, at the same time, there's been far too many hints dropped for them, for there to be absolutely nothing about Khan in the movie, because then I think you're going to have a lot of people leaving disappointed because basically you're, yeah. you're kind of spelling it out subtly to the point where people will probably expect it. But then if you don't deliver on any of that, people are going to be like, what the fuck? Right. Even people who are kind of indifferent to Khan being the villain, which I am. It doesn't matter to me who the villain is. I'm going either way, but I'm kind of, you know, you they're sort of implanting it in the back of your mind. You know, expect Khan in some in some way shape or form. Right. Um and and you know, why have a guy of like the caliber of, you know, of LBC three come in to do a villain and, and not make it con like, holy shit. Like just go for the knockout. You know what I mean? Right. And, and if you're not just looking at what a lot of the fans seem to be looking at, if you're just looking at it from a purely business standpoint, why would you not go for the most recognizable villain? Right. Uh, why, why would you not want to? Yeah. Why would you not want to, to, to make your mark, you know, put your stamp on that, particular character i mean chris nolan obviously did it with the joker i mean it's it's, gonna, it's just gonna happen over and over and over <clears> again <throat> if there's an iconic villain and there's a new guy taking over you know i guarantee you if man of steel does does well you're gonna see you know uh, uh a zack snyder version of lex Luthor eventually is just gonna fucking happen because yeah. that's just how it is uh <laughs> and i guess they're they're doing two birds with one stone because klingons are going to be involved in this movie to to some degree or another, so there's and then make them the heavy in the third one possibly right yeah uh, so you know they've uh, I don't know and I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting uh, an ending that I don't know I I guess it's just going to depend on what the early buzz is but I'm I'm expecting an ending that will double as an actual ending and a setup for another movie if necessary L- like they like they all do nowadays <laughs> yeah um my goodness the uh, the tsunami, it seems, of uh, phase... I, I guess it would be, what, phase three of Marvel now? Because they're already into... Most of the most of the chit-chat about the phase two stuff is kind of... I mean, it's obviously still there. The movies haven't been released yet, but 
um, it seems like there's been a tidal wave of Marvel movie information lately. Yeah, it's uh, the, the, all the Marvel stuff coming out is just ridiculous. Like they're even, you know, I, I, I know we touched on this a little bit about, you know, the the possible ending for uh, for Iron Man three, which kind of leads into the Guardians of the Galaxy. My only concern for that is is maybe like an Iron Man two. Iron Man two at, at times was just kind of a a commercial for the Avengers. I mean, mm-hmm. like I, I do agree if they touch on the guard, like maybe if that's like the, the mid credit spoiler, like you show Tony like in space or, you know what I mean? Something like that. Like that's a good setup, but the entire movie shouldn't be like where he's wondering, like, you know, I wonder if there's a super team up in space, you know what I mean? Something, like up in space, something right, like that. Right. Something should like lead him in there or whatever. And then it's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I, and, and they have cast the lead for guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, who, who was that that they put in there? Uh, I can't remember the guy's name now to save my life. He uh, he was just in Zero Dark Thirty. Like on, on Parks and Rec, he's kind of like a right. like a pudgy kind of goofball, you know, uh, you know, funny guy. You know, kind of has like you know a little bit of a one-liner ability to him. Uh, <laughs> I guess you could say. But then in Zero Dark Thirty, like dude just got jacked. I mean, he he looks just like friggin' Thor. Like uh, in a couple of pictures I've seen of the guy, like you know, after he worked out and all that. So to see him, you know. I think he could step in and do it. He's doing Star-Lord? Chris Pratt. Yeah, he's doing Star-Lord, right? Yeah, yep, yep, he's doing Star-Lord, uh, Peter Quill. And, uh, I mean, that's really, like, you know, he, he's not really an unknown, but then again, he's nowhere, he's not going to be anything that'll maybe, like, overshadow, uh, you know, where, where you'll you'll just look at him, like, if it was, uh, a lot of people were talking, like, maybe Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, if, if you see him, you're going to be like, oh, that's just, that's the guy from Batman, you know what yeah. I mean? yeah. Whereas this guy, I mean, you know, he can actually do something, you know, maybe work with it a little bit. I mean, they're talking to like a whole lot of casting on that. Uh, like the, the next big uh, casting news they're really hoping for is who's going to do the voice for a Rocket Ra- uh, Raccoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that did, you hear all the, did you hear all the, the topic silly of names? much heated debate. Oh, my God. I'm so pissed at half those names on there. Oh. Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Pass. Personally, I think uh, Ian McShane, Jason Statham, or you know, if you're not gonna give him British accent, it's got to be uh, H. John Benjamin, the guy who does the voice of Archer. Yeah. Like it in that order, it should be you know Ian McShane, Jason Statham, or uh, you know, or or uh, H. John Benjamin. There's been a lot of. Other than that, just you know, leave it the hell alone. Like it, uh, like another rumor I read, uh, some guy from the Latina Review was talking about that. Uh, Magically, they're gonna do a Planet Hulk and World War Hulk movie. Like that's Avengers Three is basically gonna be you know World War Hulk. Yeah, yeah. that is the stupidest goddamn thing I have ever heard. Okay, I don't know much about World War Hulk, so. Okay, uh, well, Planet Hulk essentially, you know, the Illuminati. It, it's a it, it's a, a side group off the Avengers. It's Black Panther, uh, Doctor Strange, Reed Richards, who's not who Marvel doesn't even own anymore right now. Uh, Iron Man, and a couple of guys they get together, and since Hulk uh, is just such a like an like an antihero, not really a villain, but he just destroys too much shit. He's too dangerous, volatile, blah 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 blah. Uh, they decide to basically just. Uh, chain him inside a spaceship and send him as far away as they can. He lands on an alien planet uh, that's just a straight gladiator planet. And he does not revert back to Banner at all on this planet. He's just going through just wrecking shit. And eventually uh, he becomes like the like Spartacus, you know, where he he leads a rebellion of the gladiators against the ruling class. And uh, he decides to go back to Earth uh, to wreck shop. Well, in that time, his... uh, 
his queen, like the woman he falls, alien he falls in love with, gets killed, and then he just basically just destroys Manhattan, makes that a gladiator arena, invites all the Avengers in, and basically just beats the shit out of everybody, and, so, and tells them like you know none of you can beat me, kind of deal. But I mean, th- th- they've spent three, you know, uh, not counting the Eric Bana one, like they spent the you know uh, the Incredible Hulk and then the Avengers just basically like you know they went from Edward Norton's Hulk, he's like oh my god, I want to get rid of the Hulk, I can't control him, mm-hmm. to Mark Ruffalo, he's like, okay, I can control him. Maybe I can live with him now. Like, there's no way they can cover that much ground to where he just goes from being hero to being almost villain in one movie. Like that, right? Th- there's no way they'll be able to cover that kind of ground in that. So I mean, th- this jerk off, at, you know, whatever website he's at, just is completely just pulling shit out of his ass. Well, I hope so. Like, that doesn't sound particularly. I mean, it sounds like it might be. You know, I don't know. It's the dependent on how they set it up, but it sounds like it would require a lot of setup. Oh my god, so much setup. I mean, it, it, it would take six movies just to get there alone. Right. <laughs> so that doesn't sound like that's happening anytime yeah. soon. And, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, that, you know, they'll bring Thanos a little more and introduce some Avengers 2. You know, he might be, the you bad. know, like like the big baddie, you know, and, and, you know, it could build into something else from there. I mean, on top of that. But yeah, they just, they, there's so much they already have laid out that to rush through and do that, like, I, I just, Kevin Fake has just been so intelligent with the way they've set up, uh, this universe, it's there's no way it can happen. Yeah, I mean they're talking a lot about Edgar Wright's Ant Man as well, which I guess is now no longer a rumor. That's definitely definitely happening. Yep. Uh, so that's a plus, and he's talking about doing um, an origin story that you know does take place within the you know the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But he said he wanted to do yeah. do it in a way that you don't you haven't seen before. I'm not I'm not even sure how they would approach it. But he's talking a different, you know, a different style of movie, uh, you know, and a different approach to an origin story. And well, I, you, I'm kind of pumped. I mean, given Ant-Man's background, I mean, you know, Ant-Man, the, the mantle of Ant-Man was passed on from the the scientist who created, you know, uh, Hank Pym. Pym. He, he made the, the technology to shrink down all that. It was actually stolen uh, by like a former thief who was trying to steal money to save like his sick kid kind of deal because she was kidnapped or – you know, something along those lines, uh, depending on what what version of the comic book you read. Right. Uh, and Ant Man was passed on to this guy. It goes from Hank Pym to Scott Lang, so he could almost, uh, from what we hear, is that they're going to introduce both ver- both versions of those guys. Now, if they do, they covered two origin stories uh, in oh. one movie, essentially. Hey, where at the end of the movie, you have Hank Pym going back to become Giant Man, but he's still like the super scientist, and then you have Scott Lang as as Ant Man. So I mean that. You know, that'd be a way for him to do it, like, to where no one's ever seen. It's, like, essentially taking, you know, two characters who are the same hero and saying, like, okay, here's how these two guys are. Right. And that would definitely be interesting to kind of do <laughs> two origin stories within within one film. I, I I mean, that could definitely be it if that's how they want to do it. From what from what uh, what I've read so far, they, they, they do plan to cover both of them. Uh, was, uh, was his... Ant Man test footage ever leaked onto the no, internet? No, damn anyway? it, not that I could find it. And I checked daily for that. Yeah, I, n- I never found it. Anymore. I was so excited to to see it because people are like, "Oh my god, it yeah. was so it was so great." Even though it was test footage, it was it was amazing looking. So I've heard the thing about the Deadpool test footage. Apparently, Ryan Reynolds ah. uh, actually got into a Deadpool suit like a year and a half ago, uh, and they did like a seven minute test reel, like a sizzle reel, to get the studios back on board. And you know everything I read from this from this dick now is like, oh yeah, you know we're just waiting on the studio. This is that. Eventually, it's just like, look, you know, if you just want to keep remaking old shitty movies, just you know give it up and let somebody else do it. Right. 
uh, agree. No, he, he'd rather be a, a terrible Green Lantern who's, you know, <laughs> whose fucking weakness is wood or, you know, a remake of the Highlander. It's like, oh, my God. Just. <laughs> fuck. Did, uh, has there been any news since Disney acquired Lucasfilm? Has there been any news about any of the other Lucasfilm-related properties like Indiana Jones or anything like that? Has there been any word about, like, what the future of those franchises might be? The only thing I've heard so far is Harrison Ford, not like on a throwaway comment, said he'd be up for another one. Right. That, I, that, I think that, I think that, he said that long before the Disney purchase, though. Yeah, but I, I I think he pretty much just you know, just you know, basically rehashed it again, uh, not too long ago. As long as they keep Shia LaBeouf far away from it, I'm fine. Right. No, I'm cool with that. He's out of Transformers, so maybe they'll churn out a, a half fun Transformers movie. Well, I mean, it might be it might be possible with Marky Mark doing a. Doing Transformers, it might be okay. I haven't heard right. much. I haven't heard much else about it, so I I couldn't the, tell you for sure. He, he does do good action movies. I mean, so you you, mm-hmm. you know, and the the guy can actually act. So, I mean, as long as Michael Bay doesn't get too Michael Bay about it, <laughs> <laughs> not not too many Bay explosions. The only other thing that I'm kind of hoping for, as it relates to uh to Disney and Lucasfilm, is that maybe we finally get the uh the unaltered. Star Wars movies released in in high def, but uh, you know I'm not sure what the odds are of that. I, I I've had the original set when they first came out forever. I mean, there's just I still watch them like you know I'll watch the new Blu-ray runs just you know Blu-ray ones just because I'm that much of a dork. Uh, but just to see the way they retooled it, and then you go back to the to the other set they put back and then they put out in the 90s and they retooled that a little bit. Then go back to the original sets from the 70s. It's like you know there's it's just like it was so perfect the way it first was like you know to have them come out and do it in high def now i I think it would really take a lot of a lot away from it i don't even mind i wouldn't even mind if they did a high def version of like i don't know how maybe they should just fucking hire the phantom editor to come in and re-edit all the movies (laughs) um because i'm like you know what i wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind the original movies with some of the updated visual effects as long as they took most of the other crap out, like the stupid right. CG song in Jabba's Palace and, you know, th- things like that. Darth Vader's No and fucking uh, Obi-Wan's 8 billion <laughs> different versions of his of his Dragon Call. and Oh, my God. That, that When I saw the little YouTube clip of that before the DVDs came out, I about hit the roof. It's, <laughs> it was it's, so inconsolable when I saw that. It's only like the hundredth time they've changed it, apparently. So, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, on, I only mention that because the Phantom Editor jumped to my mind. We talked about the Phantom Edit before, but I actually sat down with uh, Jen and we watched. I showed her the Phantom Edit and Attack of the Phantom, uh, both of his, uh, both of his edits, which are stu- really stupendous. Uh, the his edit his editing of the of episode two is even better than his editing of episode one. It was it was tremendous. Uh, the only the only disappointment she had was that he did not do episode three, <laughs> which um, you know it's and I think you and I have agreed numerous times that it's probably the best of the original or the best of the the prequel trilogy. Uh, hands down. Um, like the, the the last hour of that movie, like that whole fight scene alone, just yeah, it, it makes up for. It damn near makes up for Jar Jar Binks on its own. I actually, yeah, so I actually went in, it took, um, took a, got a Blu-ray rip of episode three and then went in and just sliced it and diced it myself without 
nearly as much knowledge or experience as the guy who actually edited the uh, the the first two films. But you know, even even with that, I was able to cut it in four hours and cut out all of the shit and have it still you know play like a seamless movie you know like the only, the only problem with that is though you then the movie's only 17 minutes long yes <laughs> then it's only the last half of the film right um no i mean i was able to i was able to cut out most of the things that the movie gets made fun made fun of for like any anakin and padme dialogue oh my uh, god it's <laughs> jesus christ i, I don't want to say any because there was there was one scene where it wasn't bad um, and there were a couple of other scenes where they are talking where I just sliced out, you know, moments where it had a stupid look or they said something stupid or we're just wasting time or whatever. Um, you know, Darth Vader saying, no, I got rid of all that stuff. Darth Vader asking if Padme's okay. Uh, that sort of stuff. The, the audience could pretty <laughs> much, I think the audience could pretty much figure out for himself that him force choking her killed her. I cut out the robot doctor saying that she seems perfectly healthy, but for some reason she's dying, that sort of thing. Oh my uh, god, I know. If, I, if, I felt like I was dying at that part. If you if you slice if you slice that out and just leave in like uh, we have to operate now to save the twins, right? It's made perfectly obvious that we have to do something quick. She's dying. If we don't do yeah. something, the kids are going to die, and it also serves as like a reveal of she's having twins. Holy shit. Uh, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. There, there was a, there's a bunch of moments in there that are, you know, I, I guess what the the Phantom Editor guy realized was, by the time he was working on the second movie, he was like, "Wow, holy crap!" They spent a lot of time focusing on uh, visual effects. Like they sacrificed the pace of the movie or the story just to show off some shit, and it happened a <laughs> lot. Uh, his biggest. What do you mean? His, his... It, 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 the the pace of a movie is, is so much better when it's like a fourteen year old girl learning to drive a stick for the first time. <laughs> I mean, his, uh, um, I think his biggest beef was like they did the uh, what was that in episode two it was the uh, the Obi Wan Jango Fett fight scene. Yeah, and he's like, if you listen to the commentary track, the real commentary track from Lucas, he says that Lucas specifically says they did this scene to show off the Django CGI suit stuff. Um, and he's like, well, that's great, but you kind of did it at the expense of one of the fucking greatest and most powerful Jedis of all time. Because they're like later on when Django's down there oh, yeah. in front of Sam Jackson, <laughs> Sam Jackson, yeah, yeah, Sam Jackson <laughs> knocks his head off in two seconds. Yet Obi-Wan Kenobi had the hardest fucking time just trying to wrangle this dude up. Yeah. Um, they're like, it, it, he's like, it's just stuff like that. They just sacrificed you know everything that they came to to set up for us in all the other movies, they just sacrifice it because they're like, well, we spent a lot of fucking money on the CG, so we're going to show it off. Um, he's like, you know, then they ultimately paid the price for it in the, in right, the story, yeah. or whatever. So, um, God, what what else is there? Anything interesting to talk about in the world of television? Because right now we're in the middle of oh uh, God, yeah, The Walking Dead starting up again. I thought for sure it was uh, starting up on on Sunday. I could it be does. Wrong. It does. Oh, I'm so excited! I completely yeah, fucking forgot all about it. <laughs> I am, I am so pumped! I, I cannot wait, especially after that uh, that tease we got of what the uh, the Blu-ray box set's gonna look like. Oh my gosh, with the the heads, the floating heads! Oh, oh my god, that was awesome. 
<laughs> Nerdgasm. Sorry, everybody. Uh, I, it sucks now that, like, you know, uh, I mean, it's so awesome all these collectors are coming out, but I mean, eventually, we're not going to have any, no usual DVD cases are going to exist. It's all going to be the special collector shit. Yeah. And I'm just going to, I'm going to be like a hoarder of like these little freaky statues. Yes. I mean, I, I love them to death, but they're so hard to put in a shelf. You know, it's just, just like not, when, that, when that Avengers box that comes out with the oh. case, I'm like, God damn, it's like, we're going to, where am I going to put that little nuclear football? But it's like, you know what? I'll find it somewhere for it. Yeah. The, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for this. Did they, who's the, did they say who the new showrunner is? I'm sure they have by now. Oh yeah. I, I can't, I can't remember his name though. No, I mean, yeah, it, 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 I don't even remember them making an announcement about it. Is it, does it worry you at all for the second half of the season or? Or, or not really. Uh, I, I think uh, the 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 rest of the season's already set up pretty well to where it's already running so well on its own. There might not be a lot that anyone could do to screw it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the real the real tell will be I think uh, next season to see exactly like what this guy does. But the guy who took over was the supervising producer of the show already, so I mean, you know, he's got to be familiar with how it works out there. I mean, right, right. Um, am I, this might just be me jonesing for, for quality programming. Cause I've been, I've been living off of Netflix and Amazon prime for the longest time now, it feels like. So yeah, I'm with you. I, I see you every day I sign on. <laughs> um, is it, uh, is it just me or has it been a real long time since breaking bad or, or mad men has been on TV? Oh my god, I know. Well, Mad Men's coming back. Uh, isn't isn't it this month or is it next month? I think it might be coming back next. I'm not I'm April seventh. Gonna... April seventh. I'm sorry. Yeah, April. 7th. Oh, that's still way too far away. Oh god, I know. It sucks. This has not been. This has not been fun. Breaking Bad feels like it's been off the air for like two years. It's uh, this is not. This has not been good. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I just want to know how it's going to end. Like you know, with just the way that teaser like ended off, it's like holy shit. It's like let's. Just, Come on, man. Let's just get back into this crap. It can't end positively, is what I'm thinking. No. I don't know how this could end on a good note. <laughs> There's no – like, because eventually they got to go back to the way it started off with, you know, Walter showing back up with his hair in that restaurant, you know, the little diner for his birthday. And, yep. and he's got just, like, that massive monster, like, gun in his trunk. I mean, you yep. know, he's getting ready to go apeshit on somebody. So it's like, let's, you know. Let's get back to that. And all they say for Breaking Bad is summer of 2013. So it'll be almost it'll be almost a year <laughs> before the show's back on. Uh, I disagree wholeheartedly with their, <laughs> their strategizing and their public relations and everything else. Um, have, have you have you been a watcher of Fringe? No, no, I have not. Uh, it, it's just the the Joshua Jackson. I I can't. I I just, I just can't do it with that guy. It's, it's just one of those guys. Yeah. He, um, it's, it's like, okay, you were a mighty duck. Then you're on Dawson's Creek. It's like that. Okay. That, that's enough. That's he was, enough. He, he was a gay guy in cruel intentions. Um, yeah, it's, I, I didn't really watch for him per se. <laughs> I didn't realize he was even in it until afterward. Well, I, you know, once it started, I realized he was in it, but, um, yeah, it was one of those things. I just started watching it cause I was, I was bored. I, I grabbed, I scooped up Amazon prime because I sort of got hooked into watching the 80 jillion seasons of Stargate, which they had <laughs> on uh, they had on Netflix, but then it all disappeared. Right. And I was like, what the hell? And it's it showed no signs of returning. So it was on Amazon Prime, and I'm like, hey, it's worth $80. Why not? Yeah. Um, and it started out just getting it just so I could continue watching 
a show that I'd, I think I'd already invested like six seasons worth of watching into or whatever with like four left. Um, so I, I hopped in on, on all of that stuff, but noticed they had some stuff that Netflix doesn't have uh, like, like fringe. And people were always like, Oh, you, you, you should check it out. If you like X-Files, it's kind of like a, like a, a, you know, a, a new, a new kind of X-Files type show. So I was like, uh, you know, whatever started watching it really fell in love with it. It's it's awesome, Josh. You know, I I know you're not a Josh Jackson guy, but um, you know, I mean, and obviously he's in it quite a bit. But fortunately, the episode there there the episodes that feature him prominently have kind of been few and far between. He's you know kind of kind of equal equal part with uh with everybody else in the in the show. But it's been really really good, solid. But you know, I'm only in I'm only in the first season, so. You know, Heroes was really, really solid in the first season. So, uh, you know, every show, every show, every good show or great show is going to have its detractors and they're going to talk about the seasons that were horrible. So Lost has them, you know, the I'm sure once Walking Dead's over and done with, people are going to talk about, you know, seasons of The Walking Dead they thought were god awful or something. Season two. <laughs> Aaron's Aaron's already there. Season two. It was just it was just so slow and drawn out. They could have done that in about six episodes. Yeah, I think so too. Get <clears throat> get him on and off the farm real quick. Yep. But it didn't happen. We got. We... I I, uh, I have been watching uh, Misfits on Hulu. Okay, I haven't I haven't seen that, but I've heard about it. How is it? Very good show. I mean, but you know, it it, it sucks because I'm sure you know people who have listened to us at least once or twice know that you know. I tend to like a lot of British shows, and they're going to think I'm just jock on the UK's crotch. But I mean, that really is like, you know, it's a great show. It's about a, a group of juvenile delinquents. They're caught up in a storm, uh, and they get like weird superpowers, but other people around get superpowers as well. And it's just, you know, these kids trying to, you know, they, they are, they're, they're all hooligans, you know, they're, they're bad people. Right. Uh, but they're trying to come to terms with it and maybe, you know, try to become a little heroic. And it's, you know, it, yeah, it's a great show. Okay. So, so help me out here. Um, it's, this has been a long time coming for me. This has been a really long ass milestone. Um, would, would you consider yourself uh, a Whovian? Yes. A fan of Dr. Who. Oh yeah. Um, I am finally just about to wrap up season one. It's taken me the better part of a year to get through, to get through season one of this show. Season one with with, with, Chris, with Chris Eccleston, or are you going back to like nineteen sixty? Oh no no no, no. We're, I'm talking I'm talking like the the modernized re, rebooting of the show. Chris Eccleston, the guy who kind of looks like a, a retarded Jude Law. <laughs> sure, yeah, I wouldn't have yeah. I wouldn't have thought of it in that in that way, but yeah, I always call him not Jude Law. That's how he's referred to in our house. Not Jude Law. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> taken me a while. A lot of people have told me. The first season is a is a bit of a strain to get through. The the, the first season it, it's a definite throwback to like the all the old you know the the Tom Baker days. I mean you know the the really old like nineteen sixties through you know the late seventies early eighties where literally like you know it was like almost like the first episode or first season of Star Trek where right. you know it's really over the top campy. I mean you know uh, it was just a way to reintroduce you know uh, fans to the show, but. Uh, as soon as David Tennant takes over, and you can tell, like when their their budget really expanded, they started to get uh, you know you know much better effects. I mean the CGI, and uh, when uh, Stephen Moffat especially takes over as head writer, then I mean holy shit! I mean if you're already through the first season, stick with it. You're maybe an hour worth of watching away from being completely hooked on this show. 
Okay, yeah. I mean, I've got like uh, I want to say two episodes left in the first season. What, what, so, uh, what, what episode are you on right now? Like, what, what just happened? Oh Christ! Um, watched it like four days ago. Are, 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 are have they reached that spaceship yet? That's almost like a giant television studio. Um. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah stick in, because you know, as soon as that, as soon as that ends, I mean, they literally introduced David Tennant in the last, like, you know, five minutes of that episode. Okay. I mean, and then from there, like, you know, you got to go to the Christmas special, you know, which is his first episode, and just, you know, keep riding on through. Like, it, it gets really, really awesome, and especially like, you know, uh, they're so good about this. They leave little hints to like future seasons and like the mid season finale, the season finale throughout like the entire run of the show. I mean, okay. You know, yeah. The, uh, the, the one I like now, like you're like, Holy shit that, you know, this refers back to that. That happened like, you know, six years ago. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. The oh. one, the one I'm, the one I'm on is bad wolf, which I haven't watched yet. It's the second to last one. Oh yeah. 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 It gets super good. It's a, the, I, the, the preview showed a, uh, like a robot version of the weakest link is what I saw. Yep. Um, so yeah. yeah, I've got, I've got that. That is where I've, uh, that is where I've gotten to. Um, hey, I, I haven't, I haven't. Tonight. Just keep blasting through it. I mean, uh, my wife was the one who got me into it, and like you know, she she started with Chris Eccleston. She she rode way through. She watched the entire run practically, or at least what was available, uh, you know, on Netflix at the time uh, of David Tennant, which was small because it wasn't really too super popular when she started watching it. And then it was Matt Smith's uh, first episode. I'm sorry, second uh, episode as the doctor where uh, I'm kind of typing on the computer. I'm not really paying attention, and I just I just stared at the TV, and then from there I was like, holy shit. I was like, what is this show about? Right. And we worked ourselves through the Matt Smith stuff. She's like, no, wait. You have to go back and watch because I was asking, like, well, what the hell is that? Why is that important? You know? Right. You missed so, so much we went, stuff. <laughs> we went all the way back and watched it again, and now, like, I'm completely just immersed. Like, I cannot watch enough of that show. Like, to the point now to where I'm going back and I'm watching the shit from the 60s. Wow, really? Yeah, because it's all on Netflix, so you know yep. why not? <laughs> They're yeah. all like these four-part movies that are just so good. Yeah, I haven't. I, I don't want to say I, because to say I I I disliked the first season would be not true, because there's been plenty of stuff to like, but a lot of people were making it really sound like it was my thing, and I was watching the first season. And I'm like, this doesn't really seem like my thing, but right. <laughs> you know, you're saying you know like the 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 tone of the show shifts a little bit and there's a it does like it, it, it it's it's almost like to where when doctor who first came out like they they knew it was campy it was almost like dark shadows where right. they knew it, it was really like this off the wall kind of cheesy thing and they didn't try to hide it they really embraced it but you know uh starting when david Tennant takes over then like i said when Stephen moffat takes over uh you know as producer and writer like really like the show just it, it grows up like it, it almost like, you know, to use a Doctor Who term, it regenerates into a different version of itself, which, you know, is just so much better. Um, all right, cool. I, I needed I needed a little burst of confidence to, yeah. to say it's it's going to be OK. Right. Well, <laughs> but, but like me inherently, like, you know, if somebody tells me I like a show, I automatically get the attitude of, you know, fuck you. You don't know what I like. Right. Like, how do you know I'm going to like that show? Like people told me, like, you know, oh, the it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You'll love it. It's your humor. And I was like, eat shit. That's not my humor. Love the show. Same thing with, with like, you know, right. the Big Bang Theory and all that. Like, oh, my God, you love that show. It's totally you. It's like, you know, you don't know me. I'm not watching that crap. And then I watch it. And it's like, all right. Yeah, this is actually pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have a problem with people. Most people, most of the people who tell it to me kind 
kind of do know my my tastes, and I don't really have a, a a problem with that. It's usually I have the problem when they when they know like my core tastes, like you know, like a like strong science fiction or something with good you know like a good base of drama or something like that is right. usually what I what I really dig. But yeah. you know, often they don't think to say like shit. You should go watch Lincoln. Or you should go watch, you know, this or that, because, you know, I have a pretty broad base of stuff that I like to watch. Um, yeah. So it's usually when people don't tell me about something that I would have ended up, you know, really liking. So I don't know. I, I we could probably do a, I could probably do like a whole episode of of shows that I completely looked over, though, that we you know, that I probably never should have, like like Firefly, for example. Uh, that was a show I tried to actually, I actually, no, well, I mean, I, I guess that doesn't really count. I tried to watch that show a bunch of times and failed miserably every single time until, uh, until one time I forced myself to, to push through the, uh, uh, the pilot. Yeah. I, I just watched the pilot and, you know, everybody tells me, write it out. But just from watching the pilot, I was like, you know, I was like, it was good, but I don't know. But everybody swears like, yo, just keep with it. It's like, okay, I'll, maybe I'll give it another two episodes and just see, you know. Yeah, and, and, if I get bit, and it didn't seem like my thing either. It's like, oh, it's in space, but it's kind of like a western, I'm like, right? What? <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. like, like Star Trek was supposed to be, you know, a western, but in space. But this is like, oh, they're in space, but it's like a western, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, like literally, it's very old westy type feeling. Like, like space is literally the final frontier. Like yeah. it, like it was in the old west, but it's literally, you know, literally more so. Like the people kind of act act the parts a little bit more. Literally, kind of like cowboys in space, right? Uh, to a degree, but I mean, they have a fucking train heist for God's sakes in one of the yeah. episodes. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, but lo and behold, I I fucking got sucked in, and I I was only one season, so I zipped through it literally in a day and a half, and then watched the the movie they made afterwards that was kind of like a follow-up and, and closure, I guess, sort of to that. And, you know, that I like that a lot, too. So, you know, sometimes, you know, people, what I'm saying is to my friends out there, don't be, don't be afraid to, to suggest something to me just because you're not sure. Right, uh, I'd like it or not. So yeah, we actually uh, we we went up to dinner last night for our anniversary, you know, and big fancy dinner, you know, a couple of drinks and all that. So we were feeling good. It's like, well, I want to go see a movie to kind of, you know, maybe maybe sober up before we try driving. Uh, so we went to the, you know, we walked over to the theater and uh, there was like four movies all started within like forty minutes each of each other. Uh, we missed Hansel and Gretel, <clears throat> you know, barely. And I was like, well, okay, that, you know, we were going to see that, but we can't see it. And then. My wife's like, what's bullet to the head? I was like, you're going to hate that. You know, we're not going to see that. But <laughs> we ended up seeing uh, Warm Bodies. Yeah. It was actually a good movie. Like, I, I immediately I thought, like, you know what? I should be the first person yelling at the screen right now, throwing shit, saying how much I hate it. But it was it was, a, it was great. It was a really good movie. It's gotten good reviews. Yeah, surprisingly like, so. Like, and it's made a ton of money. It's largely positive to the point where I may I, – uh, I don't often rely strictly on – Rotten Tomatoes or reviews to uh, to watch a flick, but when it comes to movies that I guess fit into like the horror genre, I have I have it has to have like a really good critical reception for me to go see it because uh, yeah. to, to it, me to it, me it was like a, a horror comedy with like a little bit of like a little bit of like a love story tossed in there, but it wasn't like it's got to be f- uh, like a step above a normal horror movie. Like slashers aren't my aren't my thing, so right. 
Yeah, no, the the, the 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 zombie work in it was pretty good. Like you know, they had really good CGI for like you know other versions of the zombies and all that. So yeah, it was you know, it was pretty good. And it was it was funny. It was really surprisingly funny. Like there were a lot of really just honest like you know funny parts in there. Not like you know bent over a barrel ready to throw up. Like you know, but I mean right. something to where you'd at least chuckle out loud, you know, and be like, man, that was actually pretty good, you know. Yeah, I I'm 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 interested in seeing it. Did uh it did kind of lame at the box office, but it's that time of year. Right. I uh, probably should probably should mention the box office real quick. That was tops at the box warm bodies with only uh twenty point four million dollars opening. So this is how you know it's the that time of the year. Wow. Uh, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Uh, made nine point four million in second place. Uh, that not doing so well in the critical reception department. <laughs> Hard to believe. That's uh, we got the we got a review for that up on the website as well, and it didn't fare well in in that area either. I I guess it wasn't wasn't hated, but it wasn't loved either. Like if you don't mind, if uh, if you just want to go see a kill fest, apparently that's all the movie is really. Well, yeah, it's it's like a blanket vampire hunter. I mean, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. going to go there expecting to see Macbeth. You know what I mean? Uh, Silver Linings Playbook, seven point seven million in third place. Mama made six point six million in fourth, and Zero Dark Thirty made five point two million in in fifth place. Uh, opening this uh, this weekend is uh, Identity Thief. Oh yeah, Melissa McCarthy and uh, Jason Bateman. Uh, yes, sir. Side Effects is opening this week, which I have not heard of, but apparently it's a Steven Soderbergh flick. Yeah, it's uh, Channing Tatum uh, in a psychological thriller, so pass. Um, the Sorcerer and the White Snake, I'm guessing, is getting a limited release. <laughs> it's foreign. Are you sure that's not a porn? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. And uh, I guess the biggest release, I guess, maybe is Top Gun in 3D and IMAX. Cause you said Top Gun. Top Gun. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, man. 3D and IMAX release. Jesus. <laughs> Watch a bunch of dudes play volleyball. Man, you'd actually you actually see Val Kilmer when he gave a shit about himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, have you seen him now? He looks like if the creature from like the uh, yeah. old Hanna Barbera cartoon, uh, you know, Gloop. Mm-hmm. Or Gleep, I'm sorry, like the the big doughy ball that just barely, like, you know, a little little coos left and right. Yeah. It's like if Gleep just, like, ate Val Kilmer. <laughs> like, that's what that guy looks like right now. Let's run through the, the Blu-ray releases. This, these are all coming out on February the 12th, 2013. Uh, the Weinstein Company's flick Bully, which I believe is a documentary, actually, about bullying. That's coming out. The Man with the Iron Fists. Wasn't that oh. just in theaters? Yeah, like Tuesday. Wow. Don't 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 waste your money. Anyone who listens to this, if you if you take one ounce of of you know uh, persuasion from what I say at all, don't waste your time with this. It was absolute crap. Mimesis. Um, I mean, I, I I would rather watch Green Lantern twice than watch this movie once. It was terrible. <laughs> Um, season four of Nurse Jackie. Uh, you can see uh, Hermione Granger in the perks of being a wallflower. I've heard that got good reviews. Uh, the Sessions. Season eight of Weeds. 
is coming out on the Blu-ray. And, uh, of course, the big release will will be Skyfall. That's coming out on the 12th. I have not seen it. Uh, I have not seen a single James Bond movie outside of GoldenEye, which I saw once a very long time ago. Oh man, do yourself a favor and see the the Daniel Craig ones. Yeah, I've been I've been told that I need to to start with them. My my I had this weird week failing that I need to see all of them somehow even though I know they're all standalone movies. I don't think any of them <laughs> are directly sequels to one another. Uh the 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 Daniel Craig ones so far kind of relate a little bit. Okay. But I I don't, you know, you can almost jump in at any point, you know. Right. Well, I mean, I heard, and I've heard the Sean Connery ones are also um, range from good to, to to really good to sometimes maybe not so good, depending on the right. the flick, I guess. But yeah, I mean, there's only so much Connery you can take, but you know, still. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that is, I guess, maybe gonna maybe gonna wrap it up. I it, I, I almost don't want it to because I, I'm afraid that if we we end the podcast here we might not get another one out for another two months well it depends yeah i mean you know there there is shit for movies coming out soon but uh oh god uh there's something else i wanted to bring um shit well i mean because we've had we've had this problem in 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 previous years uh, where this is like the uh one of the slow months you don't get a lot of stuff coming out right now it's pre pre-summer post-christmas so you're getting yeah, it's all just teasers like you know teasers for the new game of thrones teasers for oh, you know game of thrones i haven't even thought about when is game of thrones coming back that i mean it's soon this summer again not soon enough no they uh have you seen the thing they're doing on their facebook page no i haven't uh apparently you can go and like you can record like the like they put up like a card and you could read the chant of the night's watchman uh-huh and uh, apparently, like, it's going to be, like, involved in the show at some point. They don't know if it's going to be a trailer or, like, you know, a scene where all these people who record their voices saying, you know, the, the oath right. of them, you know, will be involved somehow. Have so, you I mean, done they're, it? They're yes. really trying to build up the fans twice. You've done it twice? Did yeah. you do a different voice or something the second time around? Oh, hell no. I want to be heard. Oh, you're just yelling as loud as possible. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I took it in the garage and just started screaming. Uh, Game of Thrones returns March 31st. Well, I mean that's that's a little bit better. That's a little bit better than than Mad Men. So, I uh, yeah, I yeah, just shows with these with these years off. It's like House. House was you know there was like how much time in between seasons, and then when they come back, they show you two episodes and they're on a break for four weeks. Oh, oh that God. always drove me nuts. I hate that shit. Yeah, that 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 drove me nuts. It, you'd you'd watch it, you're like, oh, that was great, and it's like when House comes back in two weeks, you know, it's like ah fuck fuck you. Right. Uh, uh, nothing. It, there actually seems like no worse stab to the heart than when the TV announcer's like, in three weeks, and you're like, no. Oh my god, I know. That's the absolute worst. Uh, have you? Uh, do you have any plans on uh, going to the Motor City Comic Con this year? Uh, no, but I'd, I I want to go to a Comic Con of of any kind and variety pretty badly. This one's in Novi, and the guest list they have put together so far is actually. Shaping up to be pretty fucking good. Really? Yeah, uh, Stanley uh, is you know the the major guest. Uh, you know he'll, he'll be doing a panel, you know autographs, all that crap. But as far as non comic book celebrities go, uh, in order that I think is the most interesting, uh, you got uh, 
the guys for the Boondock Saints, Sean Patrick Flannery, uh, Flannery and Norman Reedus from mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. Yep. Uh, Tom Savini, makeup, you know, uh, guru extraordinaire. Uh, Edward James Olmos, Casper Van oh. Dien. <laughs> Casper Van Dien's teeth. Uh, Alex Winter, I mean, uh, Marina Sirtis from uh, Next Generation, yeah. Walter Koenig, Michael Madsen. I mean, there's a lot. Uh, oh, and yeah. Carrie Always, too, apparently isn't dead. Uh, he'll be there. Carrie Always, really? <laughs> yeah. I might, might, I might be the only person who would be like, I fucking love you in glory. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone else is going to be like, oh, fuck it, man. On the count of jump, right? Right. Fucking men in tights. <laughs> Um, I, I told my wife. I told my wife he's gonna be there. She's like, "Oh my god!" She's like, "I have to meet him." I was like, "I was like, I'll, I'll walk around and shop for t-shirts while you wait in line for Carrie Always." But Men, Men and Tights, Tights is Jen's favorite movie. Whenever I start running over the the Mel Brooks flick, she's like, "Men and Tights." Right. Like, no, and I, I mean, I love it, but not not again, please. Yeah, he's it. another guy who who was probably just like he was good looking for so long. He's eventually just like, "Fuck it, I love cake and cheeseburgers." Like he really just doesn't give a damn anymore. I would, I would love. Part of me desperately wants to meet uh, Edward James Olmos, but I know that the question that is looming most on my mind would ultimately lead to fucking heartbreak. If I you can ask him if he's a Cylon, if I knew the real answer. Oh no no no! I mean that's <laughs> no. He actually follows me on Twitter. Oh, well, you guys are Twitter pals. You have to go and meet the guy then. Right, but that's the thing. I'd be like, hey, you follow me on Twitter. Was this a conscious decision that you made? Or do you just fucking <laughs> follow everybody? Or do you have somebody who, like, tweets shit for you and then just followed me randomly? Because I don't think I could take the actual answer. Right. Admiral Adama, no! I, I, I we were... he, he, he might be nice enough to tell you. He's like, no, I, I love what you tweet. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I, I would fucking shit my pants. I'm like, right. you love me making random tweets about Detroit Tigers baseball games and right. posting YouTube videos and shit. Yeah, like this rules YouTube link, you know. And he's like, I fucking love it. I love everything. Yeah. Right. I, I love that cat playing that keyboard thing you put up. You do great work. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. No, uh, yeah. Well, I've already got my tickets uh, for the for the Stan Lee portion too to uh, get his autograph and picture, all that. Yeah, he's. Like my only dilemma now is like I have so much shit. I was like, oh my god, what does he sign? Right. Like I, I've been fighting with that for like I've had the tickets for like two weeks, and that's all I've thought about, and that's all I will think about until you know mid May when when the damn con actually happens. Is it literally just like a one item limit or something like that? One item per person. So of course I'm gonna make my wife sign something. I'm you know. Right. <laughs> You're gonna get like some friends to maybe. Yeah, it's, it's like I, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Captain America shield. You take the Rep Club Mjolnir, and you know he'll sign both. It'll be sweet. Right. Uh, uh, that's that's awesome i I wish but then again i I might break down in tears and just be like stance in my face you mean it just i don't know it's just it's gonna be like meeting jesus right it isn't it and um i just everything everything i've ever seen about stanley says he's just like the dude you wish was your fucking grandpa right like he just you wish he just came over every weekend and hung out um he seems like a dude who would just doesn't have a problem telling you every story he's ever told anyone a million times over. Uh, no, like, er, er, the, the Stanley documentary on Netflix, you haven't seen that yet, check it out. Like mm-hmm. that, yeah, that right there paints such a picture of this guy just being like the greatest human being who ever walked the earth. Right. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's got the luxury of that, you know, because he's, he's living a good life. So I guess maybe, but it always yeah. seemed like he just co- sort of had this attitude about things. 
Like he got yeah. to, he got to make up cartoon books for a living. Yeah. So you know maybe maybe things are all, were never all that bad. I guess. Yeah. But I I, I, uh, I always love his stories. Everything is so simplistic. The way he came up with like. Um, I, w- I always wonder if he if he makes it seem more humble than it really is because he's like he's come up with these fantastic characters and it was all sometimes it always just seemed like on a whim or something. Right. He's, he's like, like, man, I feel angry today. Like, what if I could turn giant green and you know destroy buildings? Right. That's how I invented Hulk. It's like, he's like, we want to we want to do a a character with a superhero with a, a bug or something. He's like, and I just ran through some names. He's like, Spider Man. Yeah, but that sounds good. Yeah, there <laughs> we go. You know, he's like, yeah, create an iconic character. The guy created a billion dollar franchise just spitballing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's the uh, the Cinema Geekly podcast. Uh, remember, we are on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus. We're on the iTunes. Please. Uh, don't hesitate to do what I never do with the podcasts I listen to, but don't uh, don't follow my lead here. Uh, feel free to, to leave a, a comment or, or rate the podcast because that always raises the profile on iTunes when people go searching for for movie podcasts. Well, uh, hopefully we will be we will be back within the next week. But I mean, you know, we're not going to force ourselves to to do it if there's not a lot to talk about. But if there is a lot of news to talk about, we will we will try to get back on and talk about it as often as possible. Once the summer season hits, um, there's going to be stuff to talk about all the time. So yeah, uh, take care. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say after that. I, I don't have a closing line when we're, when I'm not sure we're going to be back after a week. So no, d- d- just tell them, see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just lie to them. Excel. There you go. Close it off with that. Adios. Adios. <laughs>